sir. Driven Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Uh-huh. Season five. And we're in with yes, another sir. dynamic guest all the way from the West Coast, uh, Oakland, California. Cheney Turner, the co-founder of the People's Dispensary. Snaps and claps. <laughs> What's going on, Cheney? How y'all doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You came in with that, that strong Oakland accent. I like that accent. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> It was like, that's hella crazy. So I like that. <laughs> I like that accent. Or thanks for coming through. I so on on the show we usually say how we know people. I had the opportunity to meet Cheney um a week ago, I I think. Maybe yeah, a week ago at um at uh, the People's Dispensary where they had a a uh, educational seminar on the the what to expect of for legalities regarding the uh, marijuana, regarding the state embracing marijuana um, as for recreation and cannabis for medicine, use. yeah, cannabis use. That's the that's the more professional term. More professional terms, but we're going to be using tonight on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, I I was just tonight. like really taken back and like astounded at the information. Like some things I, I knew and and suspect I had some sensibilities about, but there were other th- other factors that I hadn't even considered. And I know, you know, it, it, moving in this space, like we're looking to gain more ground and to gain more of a, a equal say in in all industries, and especially an industry that has affected our community so mm-hmm. personally. Sure. So I just, you know, we wanted to have you on so you could break bread. You <laughs> know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Or break bud. Okay. <laughs> that, that be better? Yeah. Some better. <laughs> break some bud and some bread. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you both for um, inviting me here. It's a... Uh, it's definitely a honor to be here and uh, getting a lot of love uh, from sure. folks here uh, in New York, um, the the entire team. So we're uh, we're enjoying ourselves, and you know we're uh, also um, again you know just uh, accepting you know all of the uh, all the support out here as we um, spread information about uh, legalization and things going on. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we um, um before we get into it, it's um. You're also a very multifaceted individual. Let's take us back a little bit about like who you are, um, um, where you're from, and you know how you've gotten to this point professionally in your career and whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, I am from Oakland, Oakland, California, East Oakland. Oakland. Uh, <laughs> town bitch. Shout out to everybody at home. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm an Oakland native. Uh, got my start pretty much in nightlife. Uh, I have an event production company also. Oh, sweet. And so... Um, uh, events and promotions. So I work with a lot of artists and, and DJs back at home. Um, as far as cannabis is concerned, um, I've consumed cannabis for, a, for about 20 years. So nice. uh, I've had a cannabis card. Um, I too have consumed them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I started, I started kind of late. I started after, after high school. And I uh, started smoking, and um, and then I got, like, my medical card uh, a couple of years later after that, after I had an accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so People's Dispensary is, is myself and three other co-founders. Um, shout out to uh, Christine, Chicken, and Mikey. And uh, we came together two and a half years ago to um, start 
uh, the dispensary. Literally, we started in a closet (laughs) downtown Oakland Mm. uh, in like a coat closet uh, serving customers. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're here today. (laughs) That's what's up. So take us through, um, you know, what got you guys like started how you found each other and yeah the the need that you were um meeting in the community and so um you know like i was saying i've been consuming cannabis for a long time uh recreationally um you know in in california uh medicinal uh weed prop 215 was passed in uh, 95 and so um cannabis culture is just a way of life there uh, even if people, you know, don't smoke, they know about the plant or know where to tell people to go. Um, you can, you know, pretty much at concerts, you know, we smoke at concerts, we smoke on the corner, we smoke in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, it's just a, it's just a way of life. Um, I started smoking more medicinally um, when I was diagnosed with uh, Graves' disease, um, mm-hmm. which is also known as hyperthyroidism. So that was about seven years ago. Wow. Um, and really couldn't find, like, you know, other uh, alternatives that worked just as good, you know, as cannabis. Um, my business partner, uh, Christine, she has lupus. Uh, lupus and Graves' disease, um, a lot of... Uh, Black and uh, Latin women um, have that disease, women of color. Mm. Um, it attacks your, uh, you know, autoimmune uh, system. And so for years I was telling her, like, get a cannabis card, get a cannabis card. Because with, you know, lupus, it could really um, disable you to where you can't walk, you can't be in the sun a lot, um, and you're pretty much just in the house. Um, and, you know, unfortunately some people die you know, from it. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you know, with, uh, with Graves disease, it attacks your immune system. You're, uh, you get tired a lot. Uh, and some people have to get their thyroids removed and, mm. uh, or have to go undergo radiation and different things. And so, um, we were both, you know, kind of frustrated just with having to take a lot of medications and, um, we used to travel a lot. Christine couldn't travel and could not be uh, a part of like some of the work that we were doing um, due to uh, the lupus. And finally she got a, uh, a card and, um, and one day we were talking, um, you know, just about like our illnesses and how we would like to offer um, more alternatives to, to people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so from that conversation, um, that's kind of what sparked us uh, going into uh, the business, um, not really knowing what to expect. Um, I have a clothing store at home called Town Biz, mm. and uh, we uh, started in the closet there, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, servicing customers. And then, like uh, nine months after that, we were able to secure a space that was uh, nice. larger um, upstairs, and so larger space, you know, more inventory. Um, I am very, uh, active at home and with the community. And, uh, once I found out about other alternatives, um, that include cannabis, like CBD, I was like, my people need to know about this. Um, and so I smoke, I love to get high. I I love weed, marijuana. Um, I don't just use the word, uh, cannabis because that was a word, uh, that was brought into, mm. uh, you know, the culture to make folks comfortable, right? Wow. Um, but I believe that for for this, 
we should use all of the language um, that we have been, you know, um, mm. using. And it's okay to make people uncomfortable mm. um, because when it comes to marijuana, we should have conversations that are uncomfortable, right? Because people have been locked up, uh, families separated in, sure. in different things, and that shit isn't comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and For so sure. I, once I found out, you know, about uh, CBD, I started a, a CBD regimen um, for mm. folks who aren't familiar with it, New York has a lot of CBD uh, out here, which I noticed P- I go to places. Yeah. Uh, and y'all have hemp-based CBD, which is cool, um, but there's also THC-based uh, um, CBD, and that's what I consume. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in the properties of the whole plant. Uh, mm. And um, so CBD, when you extract it separately from the THC plant, it doesn't have the uh, psychoactive effect that just THC has uh, mm. by itself. Um, CBD is uh, excellent for uh, anxiety, depression, PTSD, chronic pain, wow. epilepsy. Mm. Uh, it also um, can help protect your uh, uh, brain cells and can re- repair. And so people who uh, might have like head injuries and different things, uh, mm. they can use it for that. You can uh, you can smoke it in a flower form uh, if you want. Um, you mm. can vape it. You can uh, do it in tincture. And so um, I feel that people need to have knowledge about the entire plant mm-hmm. and not just the part that gets you high because you should be able to do all of it. And so um, at home, our folks do consume a lot of CBD and flour. Um, because they're well versed around the, uh, the the healing properties. Mm-hmm. Qu- question for you, real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jack. So this is interesting to me. The CBD, because I suffer from anxiety sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it takes out the psychoactive effect of. Um, it's like the extraction of THC that takes right. out the psycho. What do right. you mean by that? And so, say this is the this is the plant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have THC, THCA, CBD, CBD. Mm-hmm. You have all of the sure. different different properties. And so, if you've smoked weed before, you've had CBD, right? Right. Um, but when you separate it, the CBD, like this one here that I have, is a uh, is a high THC, CBD, low THC uh, a strain. You can mm-hmm. give you can give um, CBD to children. Wow. Uh, pets. Um, one of the biggest advocates of CBD uh, decades ago was a woman whose uh, daughter was uh, born uh, with epilepsy. She was born having seizures, and she'll have, like, mm-hmm. over a dozen seizures a day. And uh, none of the medication that the doctors was giving her, this started in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, none of it worked. And as any mother would, you know, she um, researched to try to find the best alternative for you know for her child and by this time she was four and um she found out about cbd um the mom almost went to to jail because they're like you know this is drugs so Mm. uh there was a legal battle um so that she could administer cbd to her her daughter her daughter no longer suffers from uh seizures she might maybe have you know less than a handful Uh, a year um And so, uh, and and also, you know, the fight to, you know, give it to people who, you know, who who have cancer. And so it's actual real medicine. Um, And so people need to, you know, understand that part that it can, you know, can heal. Again, you can give it to to pets. I I, I give CBD to my dog. 
uh, because it helps for anxiety. <laughs> and that's what the majority of pet owners get dog treats, uh, CBD dog treats to help their uh Pets with either anxiety or There's pain. infused food too, right, with CBD, or is that just more tea? There is. Okay. Yeah. You can do anything, basically anything that you can do with the plant, you do with CBD because it's from the plant. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So while you while you guys are, you know, grinding out of the closet, um, what was that experience like educating yourself on just the, the medical properties? Because largely when people consume, it's just for recreation, but now you have this debit to your community, right, that you have right. to fill. Well, I think what makes us, you know, uh, unique, one of the things that I didn't like about going into dispensaries, um, again, I've had a, a card for quite some time, so I've seen, you know, things, you know, kind of change. And um, you you have, you know, not all dispensaries are bad. You have actually some, you know, uh, good dispensaries, um, and I'm speaking for Oakland, um, you know, that uh, have good missions and, you know, uh, take care of community. But that's very few, right? Overall, it's a, a very white-owned industry, a very white male-owned industry, and uh, and so that's what some dispensaries reflect when you go in. Everything is very transactional, um, and and there's no healing. Like I said, I had been dealing with uh, illness for for years, and no one in the dispensary ever uh, inquired for one about why I smoke or what do I need, you know, marijuana for. Uh-huh. Um, and so one of the things that uh, we pride ourselves on is, you know, making that connection with the with the customer. Um, we're a hundred percent queer owned company. Um, uh, we're three fourths PLC. Um, and being from, you know, the community that we're serving, I, we know a lot of the people that come through the doors. Um, but even for some of the people that don't come in, if you were to come in, I would ask you for one, how you're doing and what do you feel like today? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that people should smoke based on how they feel. And there's a lot of options for that, right? Um, whether you want to be high or not, um, or whether you just want some relief or not. Um, and so when you are servicing people who look like you or you're buying from people that look like you mm-hmm. um, or have had some of those same experiences, um, we, have, uh, we have a very diverse clientele, but we have people who are teachers, uh, activists, uh, people who are trans and uh, queer, uh, folks who, you know, are poor, uh, people who are coming from all kinds of backgrounds, right? Uh, and just people who are living in the age of Trump. Mm-hmm. And so people are dealing with, like, hella stress and all types of things. And uh, and so if you come in and tell me, like, you know, I'm having a lot of anxiety today, Cheney. I'm just like really on edge. I'm not going to recommend that you get this high sativa, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend that you get either an indica or a CBD blend or, uh, you know, or this bath salt, right? That you, that's THC Wait. based that you could put in your bathtub oh. and soak all your anxiety away, oh, right? And so there's all types of different, different options. You just have to make that connection with the people and see people you know, as folks and not as, uh, you know, another transaction that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's coming through the door. And so mm. with that um, model that we had in Oakland, um, people saw that and approached us and was like, can you come to, you know, um, San Francisco? Uh, can you come to uh, and bring, you know, that model to L.A. or here? Mm. And so um, we realized like, oh, it's a uh, 
bigger than just our, you know, uh, community here, people want that same type of service and healing uh, other places. So uh, we partner with other communities as well yeah. um, to uh, basically bring the people's dispensary experience uh, to other cities too. That's fire. Yeah. Amazing. What were some of the, um, you know, hiccups you guys had early on, just kind of wrapping your mind around the legalities and also just, you know, serving different clientele? Um, it's, it's, it's not easy. People ask me every day, like, how can I get this mystery? How can I get in? How can I get in? I honestly, for people need to get in in the next five minutes or that door is about to close. It's, it's closing. Wow. You see how that door is like cracked right there. That's how much opportunity people have, mm. um, uh, to get in. And it's, it's that, that gap is, you know, closing, I won't even say every day, every hour, you know, there's something, you know, um, that's going on. It's all about timing. Timing was perfect. Um, we did it at the right time. Um, and we're a strong ass team. I'm sorry. I curse on you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> we're, you know, we're, 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 we're a strong team. I honestly, this couldn't be done with just like one individual. Um, and the good thing about us is that we have all worked together in different capacities over a decade. Mm. And so um, we know how to complement each other and support each other. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also um, everyone has perfected their lane, right, to make, to make things work. So if you don't have like, you know, solid people mm -hmm. um, that's like going to work just as hard as you, mm -hmm. you know, um, then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to work. Luckily, um, we were, you know, able to do a lot because we already have businesses. And so, uh, mm. funding is, is, you know, is very important. You have to go through all the, the licensings and the applications and, and that still doesn't guarantee everything. Right. Mm. Um, Oakland, when they did their first run, you know, for licenses, they got thousands and thousands and thousands of applications that people paid $2,500 per application for. Whoa. And, uh, I think only four people got through the first round. Right. Wow. So, um, you have to have a foundation, some finances, uh, lawyers, because lawyers, you can't do this without lawyers, and lawyers are hella costly. Right. And so, um, uh, you have to have a you know a good legal team, um, people who can you know research, and sometimes you might have to hire people to you know write out or fill out the applications because of the questions you know mm -hmm. that are that are on there, or you know get a consultant. And so there's. You know, but it's, you know, it's not impossible. But also I tell people like um, when it when it comes to cannab the cannabis industry, marijuana industry, people need to think outside the box. Everybody wants to be a, a, a grower or a dispensary owner. Mm. Cannabis will create over a million jobs mm. once once legal and it's going to be legal very, very soon. And that is a widespread of jobs um, because dispensaries and growers need other industries to support them. Right. And so, uh, and this is a cash business. So I tell folks, if you're like bookkeeping, you know, accounting, you know, um, that's a way to get in, you know, work with people. Uh, if you, you know, are in, uh, in, in media or, uh, you know, any type of, um, digital or any like marketing, you know, um, people need marketing, they need web designers, 
And so the, the, the industry has a lot of, you know, pathways, but everybody want to be the man or right, the, sure. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and honestly, the, the people who make the most money aren't dispensary owners. <laughs> so. Right. Interesting. Um, it's to me, it's so interesting that they made the process so difficult. Do you feel like that was designed to keep like certain communities? Out of, of course. Of course. Oops, sorry. Of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just going to let us in. Right, right? right. If that was the case, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here talking about, you know, equity and, you know, opening, opening up doors. Mm-hmm. And so um, in Oakland, Oakland introduced uh, equity uh, um, program, right? Mm. The city, it was uh, introduced through uh, former councilwoman Desley Brooks, basically saying that uh, companies can't come and open, you know, just open up and buy, you know, hell of, hell of licenses, right? There has to be some opportunities for other people. And so their equity program um, allows uh, formerly incarcerated people, um, mm-hmm. folks sure. who are from um, lower incomes that have lived in the city um, for uh, or lived in the city in the same zip code for uh, over a decade. Um, and, you know, you also fall under you know, a certain uh, income bracket. Um, that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but. At the same time, what we're having now is companies coming in and like, oh, you qualify for all that. Let me pay you to use your equity mm. so I can go on and open like up my business. Mm. Right. And so we're calling that fake equity. There's a lot of fake equity that's mm. going on in people who are buying tokens um, to represent uh, uh, their equity. And there has to be there has to be better, you know, better ways. If everything was equal, we wouldn't even be sitting here, you know, uh, uh, talking about, you know, um, uh, equity, right? Sure. Uh, or um, pathways for, you know, people to get in or where the tax money going to go and, you know, this, 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 that, and the other. The um, cities and, you know, and the government, just to, you know, make it plain, want complete control. And we can't, you know, we can't allow that. Um, and so you see in certain cities, like, well, we'll expunge or y'all say vacate here or, you know, vacate people's records and let them out of prison. Okay, that's that's cool or whatnot. But people who've been, you know, uh, incarcerated for marijuana charges deserve at least an opportunity to work in cannabis Absolutely. or have some type mm-hmm. of, you know, ownership um, uh, in cannabis aside from having their uh record clean right, right? you clean my record but y'all making hella money over here yeah you, the right same shit that I was arrested for, for the same stuff that i was arrested for right. and they feel that they're doing people favors by uh letting them free that's that's not a, that's that's not a favor so when it comes to um equity i feel like communities it shouldn't be an ask right and if people really want to see uh uh marijuana um, be successful and if people of color and you know black people want to get involved in cannabis then you have to be involved on the advocacy side right um, mm-hmm. I come from an activist background um, and being in this industry I was like well I just can't be in it and just doing business with with people who really don't want me sitting at the table with them at all mm-hmm. right and so um I feel that it's really important for especially uh New York because y'all y'all have the opportunity to uh, to really put pressure 
on your elected officials so that y'all don't have the same issues that we're having uh, in California. Um, and so folks really need to get active because in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some lobbying dates coming up that are very important. Um, and the state is going to decide what they're going to do with the uh, tax money that's generated from uh, marijuana sales. Mm. Can you touch a little bit on on some of the uh, the, the tax behavior or, or the protocol right now in California and mm -hmm. If you see any uh, mirroring of that in our uh, present economy? Well, when 64 passed, there wasn't a plan as to what the state, uh, they didn't have a plan of what they were going to do with the with the tax money, right? Mm -hmm. And so if it's not written anywhere, they can do whatever they want. And so now uh, there's uh, like 60% of the tax money that they're trying to uh, put back into law enforcement. Right. Well, why do we need that? Hmm. And so that's why I say it's important for New York to really specify what y'all want the tax money to go to. Right. Um, because if not, then the state will decide because what law enforcement want to do is they want to create new technology to recriminalize people to put them in uh, in jail. So they're trying to in California, they're trying to um, make technology like the breathalyzer. Right. Mm. Uh, to like determine. Yeah. To determine if people are high. Well, you can look at me. That doesn't that doesn't. <laughs> right. That, that doesn't make, you know, uh, make any sense. Also, what that does for black people and people of color that make us more accessible to get arrested again. Exactly. Right. Because if you're expunging people and in and, and, and setting them free, I was telling you earlier, um, I've been in rooms and, and heard uh, white officials say, well, you know, well, how are we supposed to arrest people if it's legal? So, uh, again, it's not about them wanting to include us or wanting us to be free. It's about them controlling while still um, uh, imprisoning people. Uh, that's freaking crazy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not excited about that <laughs> at all. Exactly. Because what's the um, I think New York is actually not only that they um, they have the. The meeting coming up to find out if they're going to legalize it in New York as well. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, it's it, there's no meeting. The the governor in the state of state, it's y'all go y'all are going towards legalization. So it's not a question. Right. Um. It's the countdown. Okay. Right. And so that's why these lobbying dates are very important because um what they what they want to do um with the with the tax money is completely different from what the community needs. Um, even if people don't believe in cannabis, um, for one, it's 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 legal, <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about it. But you can voice your opinion of how you feel uh, that the tax money should be allocated, sure. right? And so I'm talking to uh, church people and you know folks who still think that um, marijuana is a bad thing. Uh, if it was a bad thing, it wouldn't be legal. Um, you don't have to believe in it, but you can still voice your opinion of how the money can be used to uh, transform your communities. Definitely. And I, I never understood that because, you know, God created it. You know what I'm saying? He knows it's fire. Yeah, God created it. But, you know, we, we can't, we can't, the, the, the complicated and messed up thing about all of this is that now we're trying to tell communities to embrace and to embrace marijuana that have been uh, terrorized by the war on drugs, right? And so when I say that, everybody's not going to be, you know, gung-ho about uh, about legalization. I'm talking about the grandmother who has to raise her four grandchildren because her son or her daughter mm. has been locked up 
over marijuana, right? Or even other drugs, right? We've just, we've been terrorized so much that we've been conditioned to believe mm. that this medicine is a bad thing, mm. right? And so when you take that and you put religion on top of it, sure. you know, we're Hopefully all black later. and brown folks, you know, we know that, uh, you know, Christians and Catholics, we, uh, no, 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 no. And so uh, it's not just the, the the government and elected officials. We have to talk to our family and our mm -hmm. friends and, you know, our, our, our elders and, and people so that they can actually see that, no, this is this is this is a medicine that our ancestors used. Right. Mm, sure. um, bombs and, you know, all that people might not have smoked it, but people have used marijuana as topicals, you know, to uh, to heal pain. And all kinds of different things. And so when I talk about like education, it's a it's it's across the board, right? We have to demand inclusion uh, um, from you know our governments, and then we have to talk to you know our family and friends and let them know, like, no, it's 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 okay. Come on over to the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's say young. I thought real quick, bro. Um, a young entrepreneur right now that wants to get into the game, right? Um, wants to get into the cannabis game. What's the first piece of advice you would tell him? And how much funding, how much capital would he have to have to really be a, um, a, a strong player in the space? Um, first, I, I always ask people why, mm -hmm. right? Um, why do you want to be, you know, um, uh, in cannabis? For one, this is the most draining work I've ever done in my life. Mm. Um I always ask folks, folks why, because now everyone wants to get into it because they're like, I want to make money. Yeah. That's great. We should all want to make money. Like, I want to make money, right? right. Who, who doesn't? Um, but if you don't really have the funding to, like, you know, start, as legalization spreads to um, other states and uh, federal, it costs more. To open up, right? So years ago, you might have needed like a million dollars, a couple million dollars of seed money. Now you need ten million going in, right? Wow. And who knows how much it'll be by the time it's you know by the time it's federal. Um, what I will tell folks is, um, if you're not you know very uh, privy about investments and finances, learn that first. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, take a class. Um, mm. uh, like I said, I, I have a business and I took, uh, learning is forever, right? Things are always changing. So, um, definitely learn about the numbers first because, uh, this is all numbers, um, uh, and, and, and money. Um, I also tell people, Again, like I said, cannabis is going to create, you know, a million jobs. There's just not one thing you could do. Right. Right. And so, like last night I was with some folks and um, this woman, she was like, I, I just want to have a dispensary. I want to have a dispensary. And I was like, well, I just like, you know, because they make a lot of money. And and, um, and so that's what she was saying, like the entire, the entire evening. And finally, after two hours, I was like, so what do you currently do? And she's like, well, my um, family owns an HVAC company. Wow. And I don't really think she realized, because like I said, on 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 the, you know, on the on the West, I was talking to my friend. They're like, what? Like she could be building them joints. She she <laughs> she has a built-in cannabis business right there. Wow. You know, every indoor grow is gonna need an HVAC. Yeah, sure. Right? Wow. 
that's a that's a requirement. You can't you can't grow without that, yeah. right? And so you don't have to own a dispensary, but you have a business that your family's had for twenty five years. Yeah. You need to go learn how to transition that over, yeah. right? And uh, and get ready. And so like so people who work in accounting, so there's there's all types of pathways, but unfortunately, if we don't have uh, equity at the forefront of legalization from day one, nobody will be able to be included in it because even if you're not a dispensary person, um, black people, people of color and women are always blocked out. So mm. if you don't have people, that's going to be like, you know what? I want to prioritize uh, women of color first. So I'm going to buy from you. Right. Um, unfortunately, that's not the way that this industry works. Mm. Um there was an article that came out today. One of the largest dispensaries uh, in America is called MedMen, right? Uh, their CFO is suing them because of um, they uh, misspent funds uh, from investors. And also um, there was um, some stuff that came out about uh, a lot of racist and misogynist slurs. This is the industry. We all know how uh, fucked up the tech industry is, right? Mm -hmm. As far as racism, uh, misogyny, sexual harassment, yep. um, you know, uh, disabled people not being, you know, taken care of all kinds of different lawsuits. You'll have the same thing with cannabis, you know, and I'm not up here, you know, to uh, to to bash white people. But white supremacy and institutionalized racism is very real. And that in that's in cannabis. Right. And so we have to fight for every opportunity right to uh to get in fortunately what we're doing you know with our model because again we were just in a unique position to get to where we're you know to to where we're at we were able to fund a lot of things mm -hmm. um you know through through our own you know with 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 our own funding before we started you know um um the the investments but our entire, if you like go and look at like some of our packets and, you know, our mission statement, everything that we're doing is to build in order to make sure that other folks can get into the business and be supported. Yeah. Right. And so whether that's, um, you know, you're, you know, um, uh, you make concentrates, um, but you might not have the, uh, the, uh, you know, proper facility or, uh, you know, the tools that you need. Well, if we're here and we exist here with our impact fund, we'll give you a loan to get started and then we'll buy your stuff from you. Oh, right. Yeah. And then we'll put your stuff in our other locations across the country and talk to other dispensaries and write a letter on your behalf. Like this, you know, this person makes really good quality concentrates. You should carry them in your store. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, that's how you can work with community. And we also incubate, you know, small, uh, small folks mm. to where they can, you know, uh, get up off of the ground um, with, with their business. And then we still support them afterwards. Nice. And so uh, it's, again, what we're doing, you know, is unique, but it's 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 needed. For sure. Yeah. Just um one one quick note. How does someone get in on the advocacy side? Like if they don't they're not able to, you know, finance or get financing, but mm -hmm. they really wanna, you know, push the ball forward. Um, locally here, I would say definitely link up with um uh Drug Policy Alliance. 
Mm. They're doing a lot of great work here um, on the ground. Um, and uh, you have a Smart Start uh, New York, which is a um, organization that is solely working on uh, marijuana legalization um, uh, and inclusion of, of people of color. Uh, Can Occlusive. Um, actually, after I leave here, I'm going to one of their events. Mary, uh, her, her Mary company. Pryor. Love right, Mary. Right. Um, shout out to Mary. And um, there's 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 a number, but I would start there following, you know, um, definitely can inclusive uh, uh, drug policy alliance. Um, People's dispensary. We uh, post um, some local stuff that's going on here um, in New York. Um, women of color, women, I highly encourage women to get into the industry. Uh, you have Women Grow, which is a, uh, a nationwide um, organization for women uh, in cannabis. Um, let's see. Uh, Hood Incubator uh, out of Oakland. Um, they are doing a lot of work to um, work with uh, folks from the community to show them how to get into the uh, formal market. Uh Cage free cannabis mm. uh, is a is another one um, that uh, folks could follow. Um, Oaksterdam University in Oakland uh, is a school that you can go to. Um, and actually, uh, I've met a lot of people from New York who go to that school okay. uh, who actually work in cannabis now. And so um, they will teach you everything uh, from how to open a dispensary, how to work in dispensary, uh, and and how to grow. Don't. So those are a few that I could think of uh, off top. That's fire. Yeah. Let me uh, get into like a, a little personal repartee. A little you know what I'm Top three stoner movies. <laughs> top three stoner movies. Um, Friday. For sure. How High. For sure. And... Uh, Wow. The Wash? Uh, mm, yeah, The Wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't Classic. expecting that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's some more. I'll take everybody on that list, but I'll also add, a, for me, Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah. Mm. The White Castle? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's yeah. Solid. That's dope. Yeah. Um, about songs. Top three uh, stoner songs? Or songs, yeah, songs you enjoy. Um, well, stoner songs, of course, number one is uh, Looney's I Got Five on it. No. Town business. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, sheesh. I love music, so it's hard uh, to just name three. But yeah, I got five on it. Um, I got five on it. Uh, one of my favorite albums I used to like to smoke to was um, Corrupt. Uh, Corrupt. It was uh, his Space Boogie album. They came out like hella years ago. And um and of course since I'm in, you know, in New York, uh I had to say uh respiration black star. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. There you yeah. go. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Yo, I love uh that West Side accent. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come out there, listen to get hyphy one time. But yo, we That's all, right. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You know, yeah. Yo, you used to always do the uh what's the homie um E forty? E forty. 
Heartfelt raps make a gangster cry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have you dying. Yo, yo. E40's yo, my E40 guy, yo. a legend. God, man, man, E40 a legend. People, man, people be trying to talk shit about E40. I'm like, man, E40. Nah, he's a goat. E40, he's a goat. He's a fucking uh, trendsetter. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he created language <laughs> that people didn't even think they would be, uh, you know, saying today. Yeah, right. yeah. He never did come out with that uh, that dictionary that he was oh, yeah, supposed he to was come out with. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. That joint would it, it, he still got time. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure, yeah he, he still got time. <laughs> Man, you know. Chang, thank you so much for coming through. Where can we, um, you know, find whoa, 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 whoa. you? Wait, did I? Did we, I? We ain't been on the podcast for. Oh yeah, 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 my bad. Before we get there, right? <laughs> you know what we say? We ask all our guests this: What's your social security number? Nah, but the question, the question we ask is, um, you know, what drives you? What gives you the Gusto to get up in the morning and do what you do and to change the lives of all the people around you. Um, my mom, my dog, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, my community. Yeah, you know, I love I love my community. I love black people in general. You know, sure. um, and so when we started this, you know, like I said, it was just uh, really contained to you know be at home, mm. but. Um, over the last year of traveling and meeting people, I'm like, it's just not about home. It's about, you know, all of us and uh, spreading, you know, at least the information mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, uh, cannabis and people could do with it, you know, what, what they what they want. But um, really seeing that, you know, there is a real a real need around um, uh, education. Mm. Um, I've met some people who have like dealt with like some serious um, uh, health issues, mm. um, uh, folks who are dealing with, you know, um, uh, schizophrenia and stuff. Mm-hmm. And these are like young black men and their doctors are prescribing them the worst drugs. Uh, one young man I met, um, had almost committed suicide a few days, uh, Dang. prior. And he was like, you know, I had asked my doctor, you know, about cannabis, you know, if, uh, that's something that I could, you know, use. And he's like, the doctor told him that should be your last alternative. And um, told him he should continue taking the the drug that made him want to take his life. You know, and so stuff like that drives me to not just, you know, for uh, legalization, right? Because it's going to be legalized, but we got to keep it affordable, Mm. right? Um, uh, And it's... It's going to hold, hold on a whole other thing, but we have to get real around uh, marijuana and youth, right? Mm. We can't just be like, you know, no, no, no. Um, we have to get to the root cause of why people smoke. Mm. Um, and so that's one of my missions in the future um, because smoking isn't bad. Um, we should just know why. Um, and... If people don't want youth to to smoke, then we got to do the youth better. Yeah, before Indeed. we tell them not to do shit. For sure. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah. We uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Tell people where to find where they can yeah. find everything on the socials, websites. Yeah, you can find uh, People's Dispensary, um, my TPD National. That's our national Instagram page. Uh, website is um, mytpd.com. Uh, also, uh, Twitter. My TPD. Uh, you can find my personal page, uh, social underscore life. Um, 
also what other media we have that's pretty much it but definitely check out our website because there people can find out about how they can invest i didn't go into too much of that Mm -hmm. um but there are uh ways for people to make money off cannabis through investing just like people investing in facebook and google's and teslas of the world you can buy cannabis stock um the thing that makes us different from other folks is that we actually allow people who look like us uh, to invest, um, which means that you don't have to invest $100,000, mm-hmm. which some mm-hmm. companies that is going in the door. Yeah. And so um, we've made it to where people from uh, lower income communi- communities can actually um, invest with a reasonable amount. And so I go to mytpd.com. You can find out about investing. Uh, You can also find out about our uh, Oakland location. We also have a uh, fully uh, licensed location also in Portland, Oregon, if y'all ever in the Portland area. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. Sure, yo, we, we we hella appreciate you. (laughs) 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 Facts. Yeah, like we always say this time, stay driven. Stay driven.